wow. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was uh, sitting there and I was thinking, what, you know, what, you know, what can I do and what can I say? And my goodness, I, I tell you, I feel like I've been to church. I don't know about you. I, I just, okay, let's go. Uh, but, uh, well, there's a little bit more to, you know, my, it's my part. So it's, you know, it's just, oh, well. We're missionaries to Mexico. Uh, my wife and my kids are, uh, well, they're down there right now. And uh, they, well, I'm, go- I'm going the 24th of this month, Lord willing, uh, to, to be out there with them. So I, I, really, I really can't wait. But my goodness, this is a blessing to be here tonight. Um, it's, uh, it, well, I've heard of, I heard my dad speak of, of Brother Gravelly, and, and, you know, I just wanted, wanted to come down and see what in the world the thing was all about. But, <laughs> no, I, I'm telling you, this, that songbook that you all sing from, um, it was, uh, well, my, my grandfather's uh, church used to sing it, uh, sing uh, from that songbook in the choir. So, anyways, that, that was, anyways, that's the Side, side note. But anyway, um, uh, we've been missionaries for about the last 11 years on the field. Um, uh, we've, at first, we started for Veracruz, Mexico. Um, that's about uh, 20, 21 hours in, in country. And uh, there we, uh, we worked with my, uh, with my brother-in-law, to heart to uh, help start uh, uh, about a couple, two or three churches in the surrounding area, um, and then we, that's where we spent our much of our time getting acclimated to the country, and uh, it really it was just uh, it was almost like a boot camp. Um, it, it was uh, well, and then nine months later, we moved to the the city of or the the city of Saltillo. Uh, it's about 17 and a half hours north and, wet, uh, north and west of there. And uh, there, once again, we were, we were helping my, my, my brother-in-law and another national pastor start another work. And uh, then uh, uh, my brother-in-law moved back to the States uh, to start another work in, uh, for a church in North Carolina. And we stayed in, in Saltillo. Um, we, we were there for about, oh, maybe it's, I'd say about two more years and uh, uh, working with another missionary. And you, you may have heard about the, the state of Coahuila on the news and the dangers with the, with the drug cartels and, and many, many different circumstances. The Lord took us to Edinburgh, Texas, where I completed a nine-month Spanish course um, at uh, Rio Grande Bible Institute. And then, uh, you know, even, even though I had spent about three years in Mexico, uh, because of the cerebral hemorrhage that uh, God allowed in my life, you know, learning uh, uh, the Spanish language wasn't, wasn't that easy for me. Um, I, the, the pastor mentioned uh, uh, someone in the hospital with uh, with uh, with a shunt and swelling, uh, I had that, yes, sir. and uh, yes, sir. 
After four major brain surgeries, three which didn't work, the, uh, my, I, always, I always say this, but the, my wife thinks the fourth one didn't either. But <laughs> I, I, it's, it's just, a, I, I, oh well, I set myself up perfect in, anyways. Um, they, took about, uh, they took about a chunk, about the size of a quarter out of my brain. Uh, and, and in that chunk is your language learning abilities. And, uh, well, praise the Lord, 59 days later, uh, um, I was able to uh, walk out of the hospital. In um, about two more years of therapy, and then the, the therapist said, oh, you know, Jordan, we, we can't help you anymore. So, you know, I'm, I'm out the door. And, and uh, well... I figured if God could help me learn to uh, walk again, how to talk again, how to uh, tie my shoes, button my shirt, or even tie my tie, then why in the world would, wouldn't God help me learn a language for the people he's called me to reach? And so that's what we go on. And um, Lord willing, in, uh, when, when I return... Uh, the, our next project or, or endeavor is one of uh, starting a church, uh, it, Lord willing, this October in the city of Morelos, or uh, Cuervos as it's uh, Los Cuervos as it's commonly called. The city is located in the city uh, in the municipality, excuse me, of, Me of Mexicali, in the state of Baja California, with about uh, 10,000 inhabitants. The city has a large uh, Catholic presence. Um, there are Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, um, uh, in, in different cults. Um, there's Pentecostals, and uh, I, I even heard of another brand of Baptist, but we couldn't find a church. But the, the, city, the city needs a Baptist church. Not, not for my sake or anyone else's, for that matter, but brethren, to be another outlet for His glory. Uh, to, so that men, women, boys, and girls might hear their need of a personal Savior. You know, it cost someone something to get the gospel to you. Won't you please help get the good, the good news to someone else? Uh, I'm thankful that he still uses sinners saved by grace. We're trying to do what we can for our Lord. Um, Please remember us. Please remember the greens. All right? So that's my spiel. I'm <laughs> Let's get down to the message here. Is there, any other, is there any questions? Okay. I'll be at my table. Uh, and please get a card. Please get a prayer card. Um, it's, uh, my goodness, um, prayer is important. Amen. <laughs> uh, um, this, this, the, we're at, uh, Judges chapter seven, Judges chapter seven, and we'll start reading in, in verse 16, Judges seven sixteen. This is an excellent time for a joke, but I am sparing you all. Believe me. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Judges 7, verse 16. The Bible says, And he divided the 300 men into three companies. And he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with the trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets. Also on every side of the, all the camp, and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the, th and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch. And they blew the trumpets and brake the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and brake the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands and to blow with all. And they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this evening. God, I ask for, um, uh, uh, Lord, I pray for your, for your, Lord, I ask that you'd be with me. Um, Lord, I ask that you would uh, just uh, let me, help me to uh, uh, do what, what, uh, what you've given me to do. And Lord, I pray that you would just um, be with this little message. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Amen. This message, I've titled this message, And Gideon. It's not difficult it, the, the, the sermon's not difficult. I probably will make it a little bit, uh, a little bit more clouded and maybe even get, it, get the story off track, or, but that's not my intention. Uh, the message is a sermon of the type of man God uses and what he can do with that man who is obedient and who God will use. Yes. This message is about Gideon, folks, a man like you and I, a, a, a person used of God to win a great victory. Amen. First of all, let's look at the place where the battle was fought. The Valley of Jezreel or Megiddo, where the Battle of Armageddon will, will, will be fought. Uh, Patton said of this, uh, of this battlefield, it's the best place in the world uh, to, uh, to, have a bat, to fight a battle. But anyways, I don't know what that importance, importance uh, of, uh, of whatever what, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, the Axis powers against the Israelites were the Midianites in the main part, Amalekites, and the children of the east. And uh, they were in the valley, the Bible says, like grasshoppers for multitude. And their camels were like the sand that is by the, seashore, by the seaside for multitude. So the task was daunting. Um, kind of like it is today. Uh, it, it, it looked impossible, but with God we know every, nothing is impossible. I'm, I'm going to cover the information uh, it, that's in chapter 6 and 7 and touch on 8. It, this, is, this is background that we might have a clear picture of uh, what is going on with the people of Israel and, 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 and how God's dealing with Gideon. Now, the, the people of Israel remembered God when they were in pain. They, they, when they had a trial, you know, they, they had gotten away from the Lord. And, uh, and the, you know, the, the, the Lord's playbook, if you, if, if you will uh, allow me, 
is, isn't changed. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, the Lord sent a prophet to him uh, to tell them, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Um, not to fear the God of the Amorites who, in whose land ye dwell, but you've not obeyed me. Um, and, you know, <laughs> kids, it's important to stay in church. It's important to, to uh, you know, be somewhere where the pastor or a preacher can pin your ears back every once in a while or, or as needed. Uh, uh, you see, it all starts with a preacher telling you where you went wrong. And then, then the Lord finds Gideon hiding uh, from the Midianites threshing wheat. Now, he then says to Gideon, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. This is hard to believe. Uh, the, Lord, the Lord doesn't see like we see. Uh, the Lord looks on the heart, which we don't even realize. Gideon, he lives in the present. He, he was looking at things from, from our reality. He says, basically, how in the world am I going to do this? Uh, my family is poor. Uh, I am the least in my father's house. And then, and then the Lord comes back with, surely I'll be with thee. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Gideon. And then Gideon asks for a sign. And so he makes a meal for the Lord. And Gideon realizes who he's entertaining when the Lord takes his staff and touches the food and the rock that the food is sitting on burst into flame. Now, I would be, a, I'd be scared of the rock bursting into flame. But our fearless warrior is not afraid of that. He is afraid of what he real, who or who he realizes is visiting him. See, the point is he is fearful because he has seen the face of God. Uh, then the Lord says to him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. So under the cover of darkness, Gideon took ten of his uh, servants and destroyed the altar of Baal. He cut down the, the grove that was next to it for the for the for fear of his dad and the men of the city and oh yeah he killed the bullock probably in the prime of its life um, and it was rare because the Midianites had um, they had all they they had gone through the country and they were they had uh, they had uh, killed all of the livestock or or uh, taken them you know and. For their own, and it, and oh yeah, that that that's one of Dad's bullocks. Um, uh, you know, that that that's probably nothing, right? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, it's interesting, I find, that the men of the city rose early in the morning. You see, the dedication of people to serve the devil. You see, the devil requires the same thing to worship him as our God does. Uh, folks, be careful to guard your heart. Uh, the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. 
Who can know it? The, the next verse goes on to say, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even of every... Um, okay. It, I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Uh, Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. The men of the city gave away their hearts. Our lesson is to guard them. The next verse we see that uh, Gideon's dad comes to his senses and says, let Baal take care of himself and leave my boy alone. And then Gideon calls for an army to go against the Midianites. Uh, and, and Gideon is still not certain and asks God to do a miracle on a fleece. And the, and the Bible says, and God did so. I'm so glad that God works with us. When we're not certain, when we're not sure, God has patience with us and upbraideth us not. Uh, so, we have just seen the type of man God uses or God used for a great victory. One, he's a man fearful for his safety. Uh, uh, out of, um, in fear of the Midianites. But the Lord called him a mighty man of valor. Secondly, a man fearful for his heredity. He didn't think he had, he, his family had a big enough name. But the Lord said, surely I'll be with thee. Thirdly, a man fearful for deity. He was afraid when he realized who was visiting with him. But the Lord said, peace be unto thee, fear not. Uh, then he was a man fearful for going against authority. Uh, he, was, he was afraid when he went against his dad and the men of the city, but his dad stood up for him. Then Gideon was fearful for his future, afraid of an uncertain tomorrow. The Bible says that God acquiesced to Gideon, or more accurately, and God did so. Amen. Gideon, when we were kids, we would have said he was a fraidy cat. But then again, I was a child. I thought as a child. I, I spake as a child. And you know the rest of the verse. Uh, uh, the next point is we see what God can do with a man who is obedient. Uh, that, you know, that's all he asked for, that we be obedient. Uh, the Lord said uh, to Gideon, he said, that, you know, I, I don't like this, the, the, the number of, of, uh, of, uh, of soldiers that you've, you gathered. You got 32,000, and I just don't think, and Gideon would probably would thought, his mind probably said, oh, yes, we, yeah, I'm good. God's going to give me some more. But I don't think so. Um, uh, he, God said to ask whoever was fearful and afraid to let him return and depart. And 22,000 of those guys admitted they were fearful and afraid. I've never been in the army. I've never been in the military. Never been anywhere close. But man. I know that not to admit it if, if you're fearful and afraid, even if you are. Uh, but, you know, then, you know, that's still too much. And so of the 10,000 remaining, uh, God has one more test. And he, he, he says, uh, whoever laps the water, putting hand to mouth, set aside. And whoever bows on the knees, put them aside. And as you all know, the, God chose the, the 300 that lapped. So Gideon has his army of 300 men. The, the, the Lord let Gideon have 300 men who are poised to fight the great host of the Midianites and the Amalekites. 
and children of the east. The Lord said to Gideon, Get down unto the host of the bad guys and see how I've delivered it into your hand. Uh, but if you're afraid, you can take your servant. You know, I'm so glad God knows our frailties. Uh, just, you know, He knows us, folks. He knows us. Then they sneak down to the camp and they realize God has given a great victory when they hear the dream of the soldier. A cool thing is, in, is, uh, is found in, in verse at 15, the, towards the end of the verse. The Bible calls the camp of the Israelites a host. You see, the victory is in the outlook. See, Gideon went down with 300 men in, in verse 8. And, and Gideon obeys. And God turns them into a host. It, it doesn't change one bit who you are fighting. But it does make a difference if you think you have a chance. Uh, we have great odds, brethren, when we're fighting for our Lord. Then Gideon puts a trumpet in every, in, into every man's hand, and in the other hand an empty pitcher with a lamp. And I am reminded of that verse, the, the weapons of this warfare are not carnal. Uh, now, think with me. What good would this really do? Uh, you, you don't have a sword, no spears, no bows and arrows, nothing with an edge. But God told Gideon what to do or what to use, and he obeyed. Uh, then Gideon said, look on me and do likewise. You know, one needs a leader. Uh, notice the transformation he took Gideon a man that he found hiding from the Midianites to leading an army. That's God's army. Uh, he can take one through a whole lot. Yes, sir. He can get you through all the way. Yes, sir. Imagine the confusion caused by the crashing of the pitchers and, and blowing of the trumpets and, and the flames of 300 torches. The armies of Midian didn't have a chance. Uh, they turned on each other and God gave a great victory. Thirdly, who God will use God used, according to my reading, the rejects. Remember the, the ones too afraid to go on? The, the, these men, according to my reading, uh, well, uh, you can see who they are in, in, in Gen uh, Judges 6.35, but you see them again in 7.23. Look at, uh, And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali and out of Asher and out of all Manasseh, and pursued after the Midianites. I, I, these guys were men of Manasseh, Esher, Zebulun, and Naphtali. I don't know if every man rejoined or joined up. But it's pretty easy to get your courage back to an enemy on the run. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you've messed up in this life. Maybe you've gotten out of the fight. You know, God still has a place for you. Uh, the jealous men of Ephraim, uh, that's found in a little in the first part of uh, chapter 8. Um, the, the, really, God used to, to really stop, stop and stomp out the enemy. But they were upset because uh, Gideon didn't invite them to come to the fight originally. But if they would have, they wouldn't have been in position for the Lord to use them. You know, patience is a virtue, dear folk. Uh, we don't need to know everything. So just hang on and, and, and God will use you in His time. 
Then there are the 300, the ones who were obedient and let God use them. Remember the lesson? To obey is better than sacrifice. Trust and obey is a truthful song. It must have took guts to, to be armed as they were armed. And you, you know, these are grown men. And you're, you're, you're facing, wow. <laughs> uh, obedience is what it took, takes to be a good soldier. Then there are two, vo- two verses that repeated themselves. Um, the Bible mentions the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. God uses men, folks. The sword of the Lord is behind every uh, child of God. But I am so thankful that he uses men. People who are willing to be used of him. And Gideon. Uh, He was a man the Lord found hiding from the enemy. He He was a man dreamt about by the enemy. He was a man God used to take care of the enemy. Fourthly, God will use you if you let him. I, I, I'm done after this story. I, this, this is a tremendous story I heard the other day. The story begins with an eight-year-old boy uh, in a tragic car accident. The boy lost his left arm in this accident. He went to therapy and, and eventually recovered. Uh, at, at 10 years of age, he became interested in judo, of all things. Uh, and his parents eager to, to stir his interest, encourage him in anything, uh, got him signed up for a class. So the, the, the coach worked with him. He worked with him for three months. And all the coach showed him was one move. They, uh, the boy even asked if, if, if you know, coach, uh, I know there's more moves in judo. But he said, no, uh, no. If you practice this move, you will not need another. And so the boy practiced and practiced and practiced. And over the years, he became better. He progressed so much that he became proficient at at this one move. And so they entered the regional tournament. Um, uh, His family and friends, but, you know, they they were happy for him to to have this experience and, and, uh, well... They were shocked when he won his first two matches handily. Then uh, for when, the, they, when it came time to, uh, to um, compete for the, the, for the first place, they, uh, they, were, you know, they, were getting, um, they were getting excited along with everyone else. Goodness gracious. And then, you know, our, our boy is getting beat up by a real good guy. And uh, the, the coach was yelling for him to use the move, use the move, and he finally did and won the match. So with that win, it puts him into the state, into the state championship. And much like the regionals, he won. And then he's up against this final guy who outweighs him, um, outclasses him, uh, and they even at one point stopped the match and said, uh, you know, hey, coach, do you really want to continue this? With this, and the coach said, "No, it's, it's fine. It's he'll be he'll be all right." And so, uh, well, 
they did. And, 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 and then our boy saw an opening. He used the move and won the state championship. Everyone was ecstatic. On the, and, and on the way home from the match, curiosity finally got the best of our, of our boy. He asked him, what, Coach, what is so special about this move? The coach said two reasons. One, you've mastered the move better than anyone I've ever known and, uh, or even heard about. And then two, the only counter is to grab your left arm. <laughs> Gentlemen, ladies, God is able to take whatever you're afraid of, whatever handicap you might think you have, yes, and use it for His glory. Yes, uh, it doesn't matter when you use your talent for Him because He's fighting the battle. It doesn't matter. Uh, will you let God use you this evening? Maybe, maybe you need to ask God in your heart. He'll help you with that. Uh, maybe, you, maybe you need to take the next step. Brethren, there's always another step in this journey. Maybe it's something else entirely. We just need to be obedient. God uses men, folks. He used Gideon. Won't you let him use you?